Hi guys, uh, the episode that you're just about to listen to is generously sponsored by our affiliates, Board Game Crate. Board Game Crate uh, provide a monthly subscription service where they get fresh new games delivered straight to your door. Just head over to www.boardgamecrate.co.uk and furthermore, if you use our discount code UnluckyFrogIsAwesome, all lowercase, all one word, you'll get a cheeky little discount. It's easy to remember because it's true. Hello and welcome to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Porter. Joining me this week, uh, co-host Charlotte Porter. Hello. And Mark Cook. Hello again. From Aircon. Hi. Hello, hello. Again, yeah, it's, we just can't keep you away, can we? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to make myself like one of those recurring characters. I'm too lazy to make my own podcast, so I just keep going back on other people's. Like, <laughs> like Wilson. Just hijack, yeah. 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 <laughs> just hijack other people's. Exactly. So, um... We're going to talk a little bit later in the show about Aircon, have a bit of a retrospective on that. Um, but before we do, we've got a few bits and pieces of, of news to cover mm-hmm. off. So uh, first things first, this is a bit of a, a sad one. Um, Larry Detilio, who is probably most famously known for the Mask of Nyarlathotep campaign for the Call of Cthulhu roleplay, um, has died mm-hmm. Um he was probably um, one of the sort of first generation of game designers. Um, so it's it's a sad fact of life, but it's um, a lot of the 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 old school role play yeah. writers. They're obviously quite a bit older than the rest of us. So I mean, what a legacy! That's one of the most uh, celebrated uh, role playing supplements of all time. Mm-hmm. There you go. So. Now we've got the sad stuff out of the way, we'll get on to the, the ridiculous stuff. Did not think that this would be a thing. Someone, and some by someone I mean a company called The Dragon's Tomb, has decided to make a parody of Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> They've called it Offensive Adult Party Game. Yeah, I think I'd seen a picture of it online. As well, and it looks very much like Cards Against Humanity. Well, this is it. I mean, I, I hate Cards Against Humanity as much as the next guy, <laughs> but I think had had this just been like a little parody video, yeah. then that would have been fine. It it seems a little bit cheeky to charge people money for this when it <laughs> is like insert a joke that I'm too unoriginal to come up with myself, and it's it's got the same idea where you've got the the blank. Yeah. prompt card and then you've got the different things that you can put in mm-hmm. but what's your take on it mark um yeah i've not seen loads about it like I, i've had a quick whiz through the kickstarter i mean it's funded which is i guess is good for him um <laughs> but yeah it's kind of funny it's it's not really a game is it it's just it's a joke and jokes are pretty much under in about 30 seconds <laughs> and so yeah. i don't know what people are going to do with it once they've kind of got the joke do they do you just keep getting it out with other people and going, hey, look at this funny joke? It's Yeah, it's kind of, it's a bit odd. I think, yeah. you know, if it's it had... got a lot of mileage. I mean, he, he's managed to get quite a few names in the, uh, mm. in 
trailer for it, like uh, Rodney and uh, Rodney from Watch It Played and it's not Elaine from No Pun Included. It's a joke that it will finish. It's on a, the first li- of April. a little bit <laughs> premature if it is, but um, it could be because it's twenty days to go. How many days until the first of April? Uh, maybe. It could well be they might just cancel it at the last minute and just be like, <laughs> yeah. "Haha, weren't we funny?" Yeah. But does that not make him the fool then? Well, I was going to ask, like, who is it actually aimed at? Because obviously, <laughs> yeah. it's, the people playing the game are the people that is ripping. <laughs> yeah, no, but if it's an April Fool, yeah. I, I thought that tradition dictated that if you if you tried to fool someone out Fire with the after, appointed yeah. window. You're the for fool. April Fools, mm. then then you are the fool. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? So who knows? More fool them. More fool them. Or more fool us. I don't know. For backing it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we're all fools. Maybe. Yeah, I've gone for the uh, one thousand five hundred dollar tier. I I really hope you've not actually backed that, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. No. I do like the T-shirt though. He's got like a quite quite a cool T-shirt on. As he says, cards deal with it. <laughs> it's kind of funny. But. So we're uh, we're we're Games Workshop fanboys. Yeah, Unlucky for game. I am. I am. <laughs> but I'm I'm not so much big on 40k. I have to say. Um, You've been playing Kill Team. Been playing Kill Team. Yeah. But um, a lot of people are really excited about the new Chaos Space Marine releases um, because it means that the big bad of 40k, mm-hmm. Abaddon is back um, and they're they're doing a, a campaign set in, in Vigilus to promote this and there's a new box set called Shadow Spear so it's really cool that they're they're not just churning out product but they're actually doing the these global campaigns to advance the story which is really neat because I know for a, a, mm. a long time uh, the stories for both of uh, Games Workshop's uh, big IPs sort of stagnating mm. um, and when you consider a lot of the rival companies like Privateer Press and that are doing these sort of living narratives as it were um, they've been a bit behind the times but they're they're doing it now yeah. which is the main thing So when I went down um, down to their office or whatever their factory in yeah. Nottingham and they we got a tour, tour with one of the guys and they were sort of saying about the story and all the all the lore and all the background and stuff, and they just have all these, you know, super fans that just look into it for them for free. That yeah. you know, they they sort of say, "Look, this is the story we want to put out about this character or this guy," and they're just like, "Well, no, you can't say that because of this that, that happened ten thousand years before <laughs> that," and all like you know, like it just sounded like pretty pretty mad that all these so invested. Yeah. It's really cool that they've got it, um, but yeah, all these people are just so invested that just know the world so well. Like, and they, he was saying better than our employees. Uh-huh. Because they've just lived yeah. it for so many years now that they just know everything. It's, so, it's quite funny it's you cool. saying that because we we talked about uh, John Hodgson's seminar yeah. in, in the yeah. in the Aircon episode that we last did. Um, one of the things that that he mentioned um, about doing licensed games is a lot of the time mm. you're submitting uh, an item for approval, and the guy that has to approve yeah. it knows less about the IP. Yeah than you do yeah and and sometimes he challenges things that that you say about it and you have to just sort of mm-hmm, okay have to bite the tongue yeah yeah can't, can't go full nerd on these people <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah which is where you kind of 
uh, you know, like things like Star Trek, you know, Discovery that you know wasn't maybe that well received at first because people were just saying, no, it's not Star Trek, and the, the Klingons haven't got mullets, it's not real. Um, and you have to kind of deal with all that backlash of those kinds of things. I didn't it? know that that people had issue with uh, mulletless Klingons. Oh, you'd be surprised. You'll be surprised. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah. um, it, it's been a bit of it's a it's a week of quite ridiculous news items. I have to say. Um, so so the the other th- the the last item to 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 cover off is they're making a diehard board game. You can't see, but I am. Nodding you're, you're approvingly. Approvingly, yeah. So his his full name yeah. is Die Hard: The Nakatomi Heist, and it's going to be a one versus many. So it's that you know that there's quite a this this weird little subgenre of games where you've got one all powerful character right. against uh, a mm-hmm. group of heroes. You know, you've got like Middle Earth Quest where one player's yeah. Sauron and then the others are, are this sort of fellowship. Uh, Lurch from Whitechapel, yeah. where um, one player's Jack the Ripper, and then you've got all the Bobbies yeah. trying to stop him. Yeah. Well, in this one, Spectrops is one I like. Yeah. In this one, you one player's John McClane. No, the others are. Yeah, and then the mm. other. So they're that turning it on awesome, its head, though. where you've got one all-powerful hero, and then yeah. um, I guess the terrorists. <laughs> I kind of even like the idea though of maybe making it a dexterity game. Where you have to try and get Hans Gruber to fall off. <laughs> I think that'd be a great game, but be like a cross between Pop Up Pirate and Kerplunk. Guys, I've got a confession to make. <laughs> you don't know what we're talking about, do no. you? No. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm really not invested in the in the Die Hard franchise. <laughs> wow. I'm so I, disappointed in you. I th- I think uh, I think we might be in line for our first piece of hate mail with that revelation. <laughs> I love Die Hard. <laughs> I don't, I don't get the appeal. But you're a, you're a fool. Apparently, um, what, well, what's your take on a die-hard game, Mark? Uh, I, uh, well, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, it. The probably the style of game is what puts me off more than the theme. Like, I'll definitely play it because it's die-hard, and I, I love die-hard. It's one of my, probably one of my top three Christmas films. Oh, bloody hell! And here I am, um, just kicking it real. I don't get it. What's so great about it? Mark's just quietly seething. <laughs> That's no, fine. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll have a go. I mean, it's I would question what the availability it's going to be like here because it's USAopoly who, you know, they just don't really like distributing here. And, you know, Germany's probably not going to distribute it for them because of, you know, you know, two of their most beloved citizens yeah. get yeah, killed I was going to say, they, in the Die Hard series. They, they're, they are not portrayed in a good light no. in this franchise, so... <laughs> And not German, yeah. Um, but <laughs> yep. yeah, uh, but it's interesting. I like uh, it's interesting how they've got around the license thing. So they've not actually bought the license for the films, which is why the artwork is kind uh-huh. of different. Um, they've actually, I think, they've got it from the books, which is actually public license. So that's how they've managed oh. to kind of get around to be able to do the Die Hard there you game because it is a bit more stylized, isn't it? Looking yeah. at the um, mm-hmm. the cover art. Yeah. It's a sort of silhouette with yeah. the shattered glass rather than... Murder mystery, kind of. Yeah, rather than using yeah. actual um, images from yeah. the film, which is what they normally do with, with licensed product, or they paint over a still yeah. from the film as well. You see that a lot. Yeah. Um, I think the first player token yeah. should just be like a, a white vest. Yeah, you have to wear for the whole game. <laughs> a tattered white vest. <laughs> exactly. But like, so so yeah. were you thinking like 
a wooden vest, yeah, but I think Mark's it, I like thinking an actual, actual vest. An actual white vest that the first player yeah. has to wear. Not I an actual that. white vest that yeah, you have to wear. <laughs> or the, And then, like, through the game, you just pour more blood on it. <laughs> the, the John McLean player has to wear the exactly. vest. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you still yeah, open that, up the manual in the first uh, part set up the John McLean <laughs> player takes the vest <laughs> lovely I could, I could see that being like start player condition yeah. last person to wear a bloodied <laughs> white vest or something. Uh, last player to <laughs> overthrow a terrorist syndicate is, yep. is John McLean yep. the person with the worst German yeah. accent it, it's, it's funny you saying that about um, availability potentially being a problem mm-hmm. because it seems to be a problem with games in general at the moment doesn't it yeah um but i think this is because of the publisher it's coming from it's you know it's a known issue that they don't really distribute into the european market so i would be expecting people will be shipping it over you know silly money oh, yeah. you know if, if you think it's going to be like a 40 pound 50 pound game i would imagine people are going to be paying 80 yeah. 90 100 pound oh, plus yeah just to get it because it's die hard and they can't get it here and then someone will pick up the license here and then all of a sudden it'll be available yeah. <laughs> good old scalpers and i think it's happened with quite a few games yeah. now yeah. yeah was it things like the thing i think it happened with that didn't it yeah. and the thing board game where people just paying silly money for it and it's it's probably going to be an all right game um but it's the theme that or the you know certainly the the die-hard thing that will get people on it. Yeah, but the, hard, there, there's fans. so many games that are just a pain in the <laughs> arse to get a hold of at the moment. Well, quacks. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I, so I, I had a bit of a debacle at the, the weekend where I'd, <laughs> I'd played Quacks of Quidlinburg at Aircon, and I thought, I love this game. I'm going to go and get it. Um, yeah. So I went to my local, picked it up, um, £35. Mm-hmm. It's fine, and I'm uh, happy to pay a little bit more if it's going to a small business rather than picking it up cheaper on Amazon yeah. or something like that. So I get it home, open it up, and the cards are all in Spanish. Mm. Everything else in the game was English except for the cards. Um, so I contacted my, my local retailer and uh, you know they said it's a manufacturing defect. No problem, we'll take that back. Um, but the, they they had to give me a refund because that was the last uh, copy they had, yeah. and the distributor doesn't have any left. Yeah, yeah. and we I say that close to having it. This so close. we're close to having it, but um, some yeah, apparently someone working on the assembly line was half asleep that day and <laughs> gave us Spanish cards. So and I unfortunately. <laughs> don't know spanish so that was not an option um you just need to find up the matching person that's got yeah, the spanish game with the and english cards and <laughs> to, to like share this post on facebook we can yeah. see how many times it goes around yeah. it must be out there <laughs> yeah if you take a picture of yourself looking sad with you know with it written on a whiteboard they, they usually go around yeah. facebook pretty but quickly, we'll yeah. need to do the post in spanish and yeah. english yeah. yeah we'll just google translate it oh, but yeah, i'll end true. up saying something really bizarre yeah, yeah. Now I have the game. It's really good. Mine's already. Mine is already looking pretty battered, actually. And I th- I've heard a rumor that they're going to be releasing kind of plastic mm-hmm. tokens for it. That would make sense. That's what's yeah. going on mine. Is yeah, just because you're pulling it out so much and you are kind of shuffling around. Well, it's like the chaos tokens in the Arkham um, Horror card yeah. game. They get all frayed and battered really mm-hmm. quickly. So we we actually put uh, coin protectors on all of ours, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. But the the tokens for quacks yeah. are too probably yeah. too small for that. Unfortunately, 
Yeah, and they're kind of a slightly funny shape because they're not sort of perfectly yeah. circular. Because they're supposed to look like a little bubble, aren't they? But um, we've been trying to get a hold of Root and Wingspan as well. and just can't get them anywhere. Yeah. Well, Wingspan, I think they've already... Have they started the third print run now, I think? Um, so the first one's obviously all got... I got one of the first the advanced copies of that, so that was really cool. Um, I think the second one they're printing, but they've still got the mistakes in it. I don't know if you've seen the mistakes in Wingspan, where, like, between is spelt with three E's after the W. Like, between. <laughs> um, but they've, you know, kind of sort of in the stone my way, they've handled it really well and just said, yeah, this, this is bad. And they've kind of made a... Uh, a fixing pack available i think you have to pay like a pound from uh one of the online stores but they you know they've just done that um but i think the third printing that they've already started they said they fixed all those issues now so you might just want to wait until a third edition yeah, one comes wait, out. wait in a while we'll, we'll be reviewing it once everyone's bought yeah. it i think at this rate <laughs> <laughs> yeah such is life yeah. it's i suppose it's a it's a good complaint to have in a way that um that games are so yeah. popular that it's a little bit difficult to get a hold of them at times. Yeah. yeah. I think Jamie Stegmaier wrote a blog around it, a kind of, you know, just the the difficulty of predicting how popular a game's going to be. So, you know, like the difference between printing 5,000 copies and only actually yeah. selling 2,000 versus printing 5,000 but needing 15,000 is, you know, it's, yeah. it's a real tricky guessing game and they can only go yeah. on what they, they do at pre-orders now because they don't use Kickstarter, but... Yeah, I was chatting to the sort of the traveling man guys because guys, we, yeah. we obviously know them quite well, um, and they were sort of saying that if you ordered like a case of twelve, you would get one. So you would, from whatever the stores ordered, they were only getting one twelfth of it. Um, and I think we counted. So it was, the official release was actually the the Friday of Aircon, and but we didn't didn't have the traders open on Friday. But when they opened on Saturday, I think we had twenty copies around. The, the various stalls and they went yeah. within 20 minutes so it was selling at like you know a copy a minute mm-hmm. which is, crazy. Crazy. i've actually heard it was um they all sold out within five minutes but i don't know if Who it knows. i don't know if it's one of that these things it. that grew arms and legs <laughs> they never even they never even had them uh, yeah. there yeah someone stole yeah. all of them nice. the night before there was some wingspan <laughs> heist yeah um yeah there's some guy m cook selling <laughs> yeah, no. the back of a van <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Aircon. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you were saying earlier that, um, in spite of the fact that the Aircon Five has come and gone, you're still quite busy. Yeah. 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 So it's kind of a funny. I guess you think, certainly from attendees you know once they, we've shut the doors they go home and then move on to the next convention but we've got you know just a load of wrap-up stuff that just seems to get bigger every year more stuff that we have to do even just things little things like changing all the banners on social media and updating everywhere where the date might be mentioned with the new date and and then just you know uh, post kind of reviewing reviewing the convention um starting to look at the, the kind of space that we're going to need next year we sort of reserve space each year for the following year but we have to wait until the convention's done before we can confirm on that to see what numbers were like and things so yeah it's just a, a lot and just kind of sorting through all the piles of boxes of stuff that we have left over um which is kind of funny because you have a, we have a bunch of stuff from things like events that i did with bez um we had you know a load of bamboo poles and uh, all these random things that are just left over bottles with like battered chewing gum in it and Lovely. things oh it's horrible 
Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's just that, you know, kind of the sorting out post stuff that you have to just work through and certainly less glamorous side of things. Yeah. yeah. You, um, you listened to our podcast where, where we talked about aircon. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I was going to say that I was going to like paint some horrible picture of you, but you were absolutely <laughs> furious, and uh, came on here to to, yeah. to right the wrongs that that you felt that we had uh, yeah had uh, cast upon Aircon. But um, mm. we 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 said just before we we came on the show that um, that I, I I think that your average punter maybe doesn't quite have a full appreciation for for just how much. Uh, goes on behind the scenes of a convention because it is a lot of work um that so that being said what what do you what do you feel went well with aircon 5 and and what what do you feel didn't go so well yeah sure um i think it's kind of a, i think a lot of people probably appreciate that it is a lot mm-hmm. of work um and you know you get you know afterwards people kind of are very kind and sort of saying you know thanks for everything you did um i think it's just those detaily things that if they do go wrong and that's when people notice it and that's maybe um it's those kind of things you're trying to avoid you're trying to work really hard so that people don't realize how hard you've worked mm-hmm. <laughs> in a funny way uh because it's you know if if you've not done that hard work and then it kind of jars with people or it um upsets their experience in some way that's when they notice it but it's if everything works smoothly and you know you've done the hard work to make sure it's run smoothly and they're not noticing it that's kind of what we're aiming for um i think in terms of what went well i think generally the convention as a whole mm-hmm. just ran ran really smoothly um we were really happy with our new bring and buy system i know you, you had some personal difficulties but um kind of once that was up and running um that was going really well. There was hardly ever really a queue for checking in. Um, there was a bit of a queue sometimes for buying because mm-hmm. of the limited space, but I think that's always going to be the always going to be an issue. You could never give a bring and buy enough yeah. space. Um, if you see the Games Expo one and their yeah. queues out the yeah. door, yeah. sometimes it's crazy. People just love trying to find a bargain. Um, so yeah, in general, we were happy. We had enough space for everyone to sit down. Um, the events all seemed to be well received uh, and go well. Um, and yeah, we, we just had a really fun time and saw lots of other people having fun times, which is what we're always, we're always glad about, um, just walking around the halls when we get chance weirdly on Saturdays. Cause even though it's our busiest day in terms of numbers of people in the halls, it's probably our quietest day in terms of we have no setup to do. We've, you know, we're not waiting to see if everything works when we open the doors, um, and stuff like that. So actually Saturday is weirdly a bit more of a chill out day for us. Or we can just take it all in and just just mm-hmm. say hi to some people um and so that just going around and just seeing so many people having a really great time um is what really kind of what we would say yeah. was successful about the convention and uh this thing of you know just people that have met at a previous event and this is now their friends because of that and this is really where they meet up every year when we hear those mm-hmm. stories and I think that's what you know. That's what we were going for, and we wanted to create that space for people to, people to be able to get those experiences. So, mm. I think that's how we would say it went well, and um, what makes us yeah. happy. Good. 
So one one of the things that yeah. that we've touched upon is um, once the convention's done, um, one of the things you mm -hmm. have to do is collate feedback for that, and yeah, you you obviously have uh, a lot of opinions and a lot of ideas, um, criticism both positive and negative. But how do you how do you go about sifting through that? And deciding what is valid and what is not, because that in itself is is quite a task. Yeah, I think so. It's really uh, we we use Google Forms. It's actually a really powerful tool, and because you can straight away pull that into something like uh, Google Sheets or Excel, and and search for keywords or search for key things. Um, and you know, it's something we've done every year since we since we started, and but we're we're at a size now where actually. It, it's very you can very quickly spot patterns and you can very quickly spot things that um people loved or that we can improve upon and like we're really grateful that like, we've already had over well over 10 percent of people i think we're even close to 15 percent of people that have now responded um to that survey which in survey terms mm -hmm. is actually really a really high number it doesn't sound very high but in terms of people giving you feedback um and when you you know you kind of look at the numbers first um because they, because Google automatically creates little little graphs for you, which makes it nice and easy. Um, and the first questions were just, you know, how would you rate Aircon? How would you rate the value for money? And for both of those, we've we've improved on the previous year, which we're really we're really pleased about. Um, and it was already really good the, the year before. So I think it's something like we're somewhere like ninety eight percent of people have rated it either very good okay, or excellent. Okay, that's great. So that's yeah. you know so we're chuffed that's really good i think we've only had two people um that have rated it either one person has rated it poor and unfortunately that was because of their experience that they never actually came into the convention um they came and they couldn't find a parking space and so they went home um okay which yeah. is unfortunate um yeah um and you know there might be stuff we can do around that around looking putting on a park and ride service or something i'm not sure um i'll have to speak to the venue about what they what they do um with other because you know we're, we're by no means are we the biggest event that they have they, you know they can hold up to ten thousand people so they must hit this problem with other events that they hold so you know we can speak to them about that um because we don't want anyone to oh, yeah, have that experience yeah. of being really excited about something and not actually being able to get in um and then i think the other one was someone that had kind of ranked their uh, they had split down the worked out the amount of time that it, they had spent in the convention halls the amount of times they had spent playing games and then assigned a value to that in terms of their ticket price and so they said well you know it cost me like four pounds per game that i played that's a really strange way of uh, of working everything out so what, what have, they, have they like factored in food costs and all of that to that what's yeah i'm not 100 i need to go back through it um I think basically they were saying that it's much better value for them to just go to a games club, which, you know, we would argue that probably it's much better value to stay at home and play the games that you have because that's probably free. Um, but I don't think that's what conventions are about. We're going to hit pause on the, the feedback train and just talk about how moronic this is, right? So we we come yeah. from Scotland for Aircon, right? Okay, yeah. so, so we probably... You know, in, in the, the spectrum of people there have to travel the furthest. All yeah. right. So see by this guy's logic, mm -hmm. 
every game that we play, aircon yeah. costs a lot more than that. Yeah. But at the same time, you, yeah. you do not get the same experience at aircon as you would yeah. going down to your church hall on a Saturday or wherever it is you would have been going. Yeah, I mean it's you know it's interesting. The guy obviously has assigned a lot of value to just playing games, and he doesn't see why you would go to a convention for other things. Um, but yeah. you know, it is it is what it is. Um, you know, I I love going to conventions that, and had done before. We decided yeah. to start one because of the just the buzz and the even a you know a smaller one. I'm going down to Uncon yeah. in a couple of weeks, which is again is probably the same distances from you to us mm-hmm. it is from me down to there because it's right down in uh margate west, isn't it southeast margate yeah. yeah yeah somewhere down there um but even a, a smaller event like that i just you know i know i'm gonna have a great time just seeing people just you know being in that kind of buzz and i guess that this person yeah. doesn't get that so yeah. um but you know if, if they're the two things that they're the you know the main two negative like big negative things where people have scored as <laughs> lower that you know it's not it's not bad uh, obviously we we ask we ask the question what could we have done better and there's themes that we pull out of that the big one for this year was chairs yeah. oh yeah uh, people found the chairs the quite uncomfortable chairs. um yeah and yeah it's 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 a, it's a strange thing because we we used a new furniture supplier and we wanted to use someone mm-hmm. that was more local um and they said the chairs that they would give us were the same as this other company had given us the previous year, um, but I don't think they were. Um, and also the previous year we had had, so the, we get a certain amount of chairs from the venue that they just have in stock there, which are the kind of bigger, comfier ones. Are they the ones in the conservatory? Yeah, the ones they have in the conservatory, the one in yeah. the upstairs hall, yeah. um, are slightly yeah. different but still more comfortable. Um, but unfortunately there was another com- conference on uh-huh. on the Friday that, they'd already said could use those chairs so we couldn't like there's no way that we could have moved all of those it's, it was about one and a half thousand yeah. chairs <laughs> um in two hours on a saturday mm. morning would have been yeah. a mammoth task but we're hoping next year that you know we will we'll have those chairs yeah. they'll be down in the main hall and they'll be there for the full weekend um on friday i'm actually going to the furniture the where we hire the furniture from and i'm picking up four chairs they've got premium folding chairs i'm going to pick up four of them and uh i'm going to have them in my games room which you yes. can, oh, well you can see behind me um <laughs> uh and we're going to p- have a few games nights on them and see how we get on they've said that you know they're more sturdy they're wider they're more comfortable um they are quite a lot more expensive already like i mean in in terms of volume because we're like i said we have we're going to have to hire about two thousand chairs which will add about one and a half thousand pounds to our furniture bill but if it means that people yeah. are more comfortable then so do you do you have a a varied enough test group of different arses in order to effectively test these chairs <laughs> yeah i mean yeah i'm probably at the higher end yeah. of uh so if it withstands the cook <laughs> test the testing. then it's well, yeah your wife yeah, yeah. might be in the same position because i uh i couldn't obviously being pregnant I've not got a great balance, and so sitting on mm-hmm. the seats, I couldn't quite. My center of gravity was quite off, so she could test them as well. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know how she feels. Yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll get her up there. But the, I mean, the good news is that for the main part, we'll have the more comfy chairs downstairs, like it was last year. Um, it just wasn't, you know, uh, logistically yeah. possible this year. Uh, so that's the main thing, and 
everything else there's there's smaller things that we need to to look at um making the quiet zone actually quiet um but we have a plan for that already um where we'll probably we're probably going to take more space again mm -hmm. in the convention yeah. center next year um uh and what it'll be is upstairs where if if you went up there near hall d there's another hall called the queen suite which is a little bit smaller but it's actually all carpeted and it's got all these movable walls um and we think we can get it into a configuration where uh, it'll sort of have three rooms in it and basically the, uh, one of the biggest bits will be the bring and buy will be up there um and then we'll probably use a section off about half of it for rpgs and then um the third the third room in there will be quiet gaming so i think that's you know I think that's where we're heading yeah. with that. Um, so the quiet gaming will actually be quiet. <laughs> so where was the quiet gaming um, last, uh, this year? So uh, there was the conservatory yeah. was supposed to be part of it. Um, obviously on Saturday that meant it definitely wasn't quiet because it was also the, the main yeah. through route for, between yeah. the two halls. Um, there was also a kind of a bit up on the balcony kind of area, but I just don't think yeah. people realised it was there. Um, and uh, unfortunately that was down to one of our signs that we had made for it ripped. <laughs> There was no way we could stick it out. There was also more than a few people who had been gaming yeah. all day, forgotten to eat, and had also been <laughs> drinking all day. So by the Saturday night, yeah. it's about around right, eight yeah. times. I actually found the the upstairs to be yeah quieter, and I wonder if it was just because there was there was there was still lots of people, but maybe because of the space of the auditorium and the fact that there wasn't traders, mm -hmm. there wasn't any hustle yeah. and bustle. It was literally just gaming. Mm -hmm. It just did seem. Yeah, a lot it definitely quieter. was a lot quieter. Um, I also think I think one of the things you guys picked up on was maybe that the traders were a little bit quieter this year, um, and mm -hmm. you know, kind of been theorizing why that is because in total there was always more people in the convention at any one time, and we hadn't really yeah. changed anything in that hall about the layout, so we couldn't figure out you know why why there was this perception that some were quieter than mm -hmm. others. Um, and it, I think as well, it sort of depended on who you speak to. There was definitely some people that were quiet. Um, and, you know, we, yeah. we're going to try and work on that. Um, but there was other people that, you know, the, the Traveling Man guys were sort of saying that they took as much in one day this year as they did over the whole weekend last year. And and kind of funny yeah. things like the um, yeah. uh, the Ludic Creations guy, had a, uh, the guys with the team there had a busier Sunday than they did Saturday, which is kind of odd. Um but I think because of things like that, I think maybe what it is is that people just didn't realize that that upstairs hall was there. And so what we've seen in the past yeah. is that people would come and grab a table, play a game, and then get up and go and wander around, knowing that they would still be able to get a table somewhere else. Yeah. But I think on Saturday in that room, it got it got so busy that people were worried about losing their table, yeah. not realizing there was still another 900 seats upstairs that they could go and, and sit at. Yeah. And so they were kind of almost not yeah. going and looking around because they were just scared of losing their space. I think I don't know. It's you know it's hard with so many factors. Yeah. I I know um, Sarah from One Free Elephant had said that on the mm -hmm. Saturday, you had all the 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 folks uh, queued up waiting to get in with their wheelbarrows yeah. full of games, yeah. and it was just a mad rush to get the end tables. I, I think maybe like you're saying, there was this misconception that. Um, there was, there was more people yeah. in attendance yeah. but that there wasn't more space yeah. even though it was advertised i guess yeah. maybe people didn't realize that that whole yeah. corner up of the upstairs was yeah there's that it. and 
uh, again, there's things we're working on with that. Like we'll probably actually have both entrances open properly next year. Um, so we can actually direct people. And mm-hmm. um, we had a traffic light system next uh, at the main ticket desk, but we didn't have it at the second entrance. So if people were coming in there and, and, and just going straight into the big hall, they might not have realized that there was these two other gaming areas upstairs. Um, and uh, the other, you know, the other thing really is just our website was pretty, uh, is is pretty tired and you guys picked up on this as well that um and it's definitely kind of the that thing that you 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 spoke about which is where we've we've certainly outgrown the website that we have um and so it's quite hard for people to find that information so even if even though we had this information about the extra gaming areas people just didn't they couldn't find that anywhere because because of the way the website was built um so yeah so we're already working on a new one that's hopefully hopefully going to be easier to navigate and hopefully easier to find the information that's needed yeah. um you're, there you're... a lot of information that's the thing it's not as if you know because where do you find the stuff about mm-hmm. exhibitors how do you find it about the events how do, you know there's a lot of yeah. information um, and so i think having a, a site that's a lot more navigable can't say that word <laughs> navigable <laughs> that's the word um you know just makes it yeah. much easier for the first instance so you can even find out who you want to see what yeah. you want to do all those type of things yeah mm-hmm. It's more, it's more or less an alpha testing at the moment. Than it is, site, yeah, isn't it? yeah. I've, um, I've been doing some work on it. So, um, I, I said to you guys in a message that you know what we actually had the original plan was when we got that one built, which was now three years ago, maybe four, maybe four events ago. I can't remember. Um, it was we were much smaller. We were in 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 Bradford in a in yeah. a church hall <laughs> uh, with about two hundred people. And so there wasn't as much information that was needed. You know, it was only a two-day convention. Uh, there wasn't as many events, all this kind of stuff. Um, but mm-hmm. the guy that we had hired at the time, and we went through with him, like, well, you know, if we if we continue to grow, it's gonna we're going to quickly need something different. And it served our needs back then. And so we, we kind of built into the, the contract that we had with him that we would do a redesign two years later, which was last year, um, for for aircon five um unfortunately he just kind of fell off the face of the planet we weren't able to get hold of him we weren't weren't just nothing was happening after constant emails and then eventually got to the point where it's i was too busy to do it myself um and you never know with with conventions how much how much spare income you might have it's all very tight um and so we didn't know whether could we just shell out again for someone else to do it um and in the end we just we had to make the call that we, we just couldn't risk it this time because um like i said you just we're taking extra space our costs have gone up pretty pretty rapidly um but yeah literally i think it was two days after we uh, after aircon closed i just said yeah i'm just going to do it myself now and started doing a new website (laughs) so and hopefully we'll get there yeah yeah Yeah. so is is it is it safe to say that aircon is approaching being more or less a full-time gig then <laughs> in terms of the the amount of planning involved yeah uh certainly in the sort of maybe sort of five when you hit the five months to go kind of period it definitely ramps up um and because we do so much mm-hmm. of it ourselves you know we we feel that that work a lot more so all of the graphic design sort of social media um like web stuff uh events booking and exhibitors is i do all of that kind of stuff ben does all of our accounting ticketing um uh, and just a lot of the kind of behind the scenes stuff 
uh, that people like that that stuff that if it goes wrong people notice <laughs> and you know the bring a buy stuff and the yeah. library yeah. Uh, ben is over all of that but we also both have full-time jobs uh, so it definitely feels like two more full-time jobs like that we're doing on top of our normal work and uh and we we spoke to so we, we we're quite good friends with tony and richard from the games expo and we spoke to them and they they said that you know they went through this similar period where it, where it's just the convention is a a big enough place where it it re- just requires a lot of your time but it's not at a big enough place where you can get paid for it <laughs> so and that's the that's the yeah. kind of bit we're in um that might be might last three years four years who knows but um mm-hmm. you just kind of got to power through because it's kind of a funny thing conventions that you know the actual amount of money that comes in is actually quite a lot like we're probably going to have to go and get that registered this year but the bills that you're paying out mm-hmm. is also huge <laughs> so it's like yeah. the bit that you've got spare to play with is actually quite quite small um but yeah but we do it because we love it and that's you know when we first started I think you guys picked up on as well that you know that we didn't realize how big it would quit get and how quickly it would get this big and that's definitely a case you know we we started in well initially in my house but when we first did the first public one we we aimed for 100 people and we stopped it at 100 um we stopped the sales and then we said right okay let's put it up to 250 and stop the sales at 250 and that's kind of how it happened so but then when we moved to Harrogate and we had all this extra space we just kind of went well let's just see what happens and and yeah people just love playing games so <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely, yeah 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 and it's it definitely feels at points that you're just trying to hang on um but I think you know we, we're doing our best to listen to some of that feedback like I said in general we feel like the show still went really well that um that the main bits that we had on ran ran well and we were happy with them but there's just these kind of little niggly things that and it's if you equate it to a game it's like if there's a symbol on a card that doesn't make sense it kind of just jars a little bit and you kind of go oh that was a bit annoying um yeah and so there's there's little things we're probably going to get rid of the app um um we liked it and we liked some of the functionality but we found it was quite confusing having so we had the online system for the bring and buy in the library but then we also had the app and then we also had this other thing for if you did the quiz so it just felt like there was too many things but we think we can bring um some of what the app did into that kind of online bring and buy system so it's just one place for all of that stuff where we're going to make it easier to arrange games um we'll probably put an events thing on there so you can sign up for it probably won't be like app notifications but maybe like email notifications of when an event's going to start that you said you were interested in and things like that um yeah it strikes me um you know for all, for all we did raise some criticisms about aircon um compared to some of the the shows that we have been very critical of um uh, compulsion right. for me is the, the main yeah. one that comes to mind and to a certain extent as well uh, glasgow games festival but the things that I'm noticing with Aircon, I think, could probably best be described as yeah. growing pains. Yeah, yeah, certainly, and um, ra- rather than a fundamental problem with what's yeah, going on. Yeah, I think so. And um, you know, some of them are, are things that we just tried for the first time this year, and you don't know how they're going to go until you try mm-hmm. them, and then you kind of go, "Well, maybe that wasn't so yeah. great." Um, but as long as we kind of get the core stuff right, as long as there's always a place for people to play. Um, and there's always, you know, a good, friendly vibe. 
in the in the holes i think i think that's what we're going for and the other stuff we'll just keep working on <laughs> and you're constantly striving to improve yeah definitely so. and which is why we're, which is why we're really keen to get feedback and you know it could be quite easy not to send out a survey and just go yeah i'm sure that was great pat ourselves on the back and just do the same thing next year and i've definitely been to events that do that you go back each year and they have the same issues every year that you go back and you're thinking well why aren't you doing something about this um even if you try something different and it doesn't work at least people can see you're trying something but when you just go back and it's the same every year you just kind of like oh okay um so so for people that that want to um submit mm-hmm. ideas for aircon or, or just generally give you feedback on that and um, how, how can they go yeah about so doing well that? if if they attended um we still have the the survey still open the best the easiest way to get to that is just from our facebook page mm-hmm. it's a pinned post at the top um if you have ideas of things that you think we should do in future um you, if they don't fit into the kind of traditional survey formats you can just email me um or email our general email either one they both come to me um uh so which is which is mark at aircon.uk so it's pretty easy or we have a like a connect form on the website a contact form on the website you can send stuff through i've already had a bunch of stuff like people asking if we get if we could do like larps next year um which sounds quite interesting three separate okay. people um yeah. that didn't know each other which i th- thought was kind of interesting yeah oh yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 but we'll we'll have those uh, links in the show Great. notes, and we'll have a link to Mark's email address yeah. there as well. But um, there you yeah. have it. Yeah. Cheers. So th- things are happening with Aircon. Things are always, always happening. Always happening. Aircon, yeah. Apparently. We were chatting yeah. today. One of the exciting yeah. things that we might have, uh, because of some people already sort of saying, "Oh, accommodations already looking like it might be quite expensive," is we're looking into camping indoor camping. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? Ooh. In one of the halls downstairs. Yeah, one of the extra halls. We don't know. Yeah, there, there will be no fires. <laughs> yeah, I might add. It's not just in case anyone gets any. Apart from ideas. the, you know, all the copies yeah. of Monopoly that I've got left over from this year. Yeah. Um. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, we'll maybe have like a, a trash can fire at yeah. the back for that, so we can have like a, a sort of homeless larping <laughs> yeah. experience. That'd be amazing. Back there. Great. That actually might be quite nice beside the uh, pizza uh-huh, yeah. trucks and stuff. You could have your pizza whilst enjoying a bit of heat. Maybe they them. could bake the pizzas over the Monopoly yeah. fire. Until <laughs> so yeah. they hit the bits of plastic and it's just, oh. yeah. yeah, that that nice capitalist tang to the, to the pizza there. <laughs> Lovely. Mark, thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. And for all of our listeners, wherever you are, we'll see you next time. Thank you.